Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host Kime and I'm here to help you on your creative journeys through the Creative Champs platform. So the website is opening on June the 1st and I've also introduced a directory which will feature freelancers in different visual art and design disciplines. At the moment I've got around, oh I've got a fair few on there in the hundreds which has been very exciting putting all together but it's been a lot of work. So I'm having to do it in installments. So just be on the lookout for call outs for um, featuring on there because I'm only able to do it in cohorts at the moment because I'm individually putting them in one by one by one. Um, But as I say, look out on social media for call outs and opportunities to be featured in the directory. So this episode is all about dealing with rejection and the feelings that come with it And um, just trying to navigate without losing yourself, losing confidence in yourself due to the rejection that you might face from clients from time to time, because it happens. We've all at some point or another made work that we think is shit. (laughs) Or we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, what on earth was that that I was putting out to the public? What on earth is this? This is rubbish. I can't believe that I created work like this. Or we might even create pieces that we think are good and the client will turn around and say, "Mm, this isn't it. This ain't it, bruh. So I just wanted to speak about that a little bit. So when a client says, I don't really think this is what we're looking for. I don't really mm, know. I don't really like it or this isn't really what the brief was saying or yeah there could be a number of reasons why the client may not like it. Now if it's the first reason that I mentioned where they're sort of just saying you know what we don't really like how it looks. I mean this can feel crap. It can feel crap obviously if we're being honest when someone turns around and says that the thing you've been working on for the past however long is um unsatisfactory or doesn't really uh, tickle their pickle. The thing that I had to learn and the thing that I would recommend, just just trying to, to, to give weight to and trying to think about a little more, is the fact that you are separate from your design work. And it's important that that separation is there because if you start to lose your identity in your design work, like your personal identity, your interpersonal identity in your design work, it's much easier to get caught up in a place of imposter syndrome or feeling like you're not good enough because you're you're placing all of your value in the work that you produce. The design work that you produce, it needs to come more from a place of logic rather than fueled completely by emotion. And yeah, there will be some emotion throughout certain parts of the process. Some of the, For some of us, that's just how we work. You know, there might be a little bit of um, an emotional attachment to projects or, but we can't let that dictate the course of the project or dictate how things may pan out. Approaching things with a more logical methodology behind it, it will really help In terms of detaching yourself, if the client turns around and says, oh, you know, basically this work is shit, it makes it a lot easier to deal with because it's like, well, do you know what? I know that this work isn't representative of me as a person. They're not saying that I'm crap. They're not saying that I'm rubbish. They're saying that the work 
just isn't right for this brief. And that happens sometimes. It doesn't make me any less of a great designer. It just means that my style, my approach, my methodology, it just wasn't the right fit. We just weren't compatible. And in some cases, you might realise you're not compatible later on down the line. And that's okay. It happens. It happens. You might miss certain things during the discovery sessions or you might misjudge situations. I'm sure we've all done it. And when I say approaching things from a more logical sense, I can appreciate this can be quite difficult, uh, especially coming from quite an emotional person. I'm quite an emotional person, but uh, I've had to learn to separate the two and understand that the work I do doesn't make up my entire identity. You are separate to your work and not put all of your values into the pixels that you may put together, you know? Um, And you know what? Another tip that I would give is sometimes these serve as great um, learning opportunities. And I know sometimes people don't want to hear that. They're like, no, I just want to, I just want to bask in my upset right now. And that's fair. But once you shake that off and you, you get back on that horse, think about it objectively. All right, cool. It didn't work. Why didn't it work? If you can, or if they've given you any reasons, list it down. If they haven't given you any reasons, I would implore that you, you may be set about asking them, why do you feel it's not um, suitable for the brief? Just so I can know, uh, just so I can, you know, make a note of it. And then these things can, in turn, they can actually help you to develop your craft. Because we don't always like the things we hear. We don't always like to hear the truth. Let's just be honest. Especially if the truth doesn't, um, <laughs> isn't uh, the most glowing. But, but, but these, these truths, these challenges can present the most beneficial learning material. Listening to these constructive criticisms can be what will help you to expand your craft and develop it further and take it to the next level. So there's something golden in there. It's just a case of rooting it out. So just because it's a no, this isn't right right now, doesn't mean that you'll never get it right. Doesn't mean that there isn't a client out there who will like what you've done. Doesn't mean that you've you've just, doesn't mean you should just throw in the towel. It doesn't mean that at all. And I understand it is very easy to get into that space where you're just thinking, well, do you know what? Maybe I'm not cut out for this because all of the clients are telling me that. And do you know what? To be fair, if it does reach a point where you're consistently having clients tell you this isn't right, this isn't right, then maybe in those cases, it's time to go back to the drawing board, maybe step away from client work for a little bit and just focus on strategy, focus on your research methods, focus on your colour psychology and just spend some time developing your craft behind the scenes through self-initiated projects, experimentation, collaboration, that sort of thing. I mean, unless you're the type of person who likes to continuously, you know, throw yourself in the deep end, but I just think it's helpful to be able to take a step back and just look at things objectively from the outside, apply things that you may have learned during that time, and then go back into it with a stronger uh, framework. So, I mean, that that's just, uh, that's another option you could think about as well. But yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm saying this to say that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. You're not supposed to be everybody's cup of tea. 
I also wanted to add in a little segment here about being rejected based on the prices that you may charge. And I've said this before on my Instagram page, not everyone will be able to afford you and not everyone is supposed to be able to afford you. The only way you can satisfy everyone's budgets is by being free. And you're producing too much work, you're putting in too much energy into what you're doing. And for some of us, this is our livelihoods, this is how we make our money. You're putting too much into this to just to just be giving work out for free or feeling compelled to give work out for free because you're worried about acquiring clients or not. When you start competing on price and start trying to charge what everyone else is charging, this is a race to the bottom because then it becomes less about the quality that you're providing and more about, oh, well, you know, how many more projects can I take on to make up enough to pay for the bills this month? Because that's what will end up happening. If you start undercharging, you're going to have to take on a lot more projects, a lot more projects just to make ends meet. So the goal is to acquire, even if it's just one, one client in, in a month, right? If you're charging enough so that you're able to access all the resources you need and you're able to provide a qualitative service that helps to meet their goals and you're able to clearly demonstrate the value to the client or the end user, then that you don't need to have a bag of clients. You don't want to end up in a situation where you're just working constantly because then you end up burning out. So fact of the matter is, no, not everyone's going to say yes people will say no for a bunch of reasons. They might reject your offer because they don't have enough money. They might not be able to see the value in it. They might have found someone cheaper or they might have decided to go a different route, change their mind on the project, whatever it is. Don't internalize that and don't take that on because it's not representative of how great of a designer you are if they say no to your rate. There's some people whose design work you might look at and think, well, nah, nah, that's not it for me. That's not gonna work for me. And there might be another designer, you're like, yes, that's the one. And the other designer who you didn't pick, you know, they might be bummed out about it. But at the end of the day, you are not for everybody. Your style isn't for everybody because that could be another reason why they are, they're rejecting your, they're rejecting your proposal. Or if not rejecting your proposal, they could be rejecting the, the work halfway through the project, in which case you need to make sure that your contracts are airtight in, in terms of cancellation clauses, because you need to be compensated for the work that you've created thus far, especially if they knew what they were getting. If they knew what they were getting when they signed up with you and you've done everything that you've said you would do then and then they decide that they they don't want it then you still need to be compensated for the work because you've spent your time and energy and resources creating work up to that point so yeah that's just but that's another episode and if anything I will have the free standard agreement template available on creative champs website when it reopens as well as a template pack on dealing with difficult clients and difficult client situations and tightening contracts. So that will be available as a resource on the website as well. So there'll be a mixture of paid and free resources available on the website when it opens on June the 1st. But yeah, sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a number of reasons why a client may reject uh, some work. It could be because just visual or personal aesthetic choices. Sometimes that's just, that could be enough. 
you could tell them to your blue in the face that, yeah, it's not about what you want per se. It's about what's needed in order to get you closer to your goals. You want to make sales. So this is what you're going to need to do to connect with that specific audience that you're trying to connect with. You might need to use these colors, blah, blah, blah. They might not listen to any of it. They might say, yeah, but we don't like how it looks. Okay, cool. And they don't want to pay for it. Oh, okay. So now you find yourself in, in disarray. And then you're, you're telling yourself, oh, well, my work must be rubbish then. I'm, I must be rubbish. They're not listening to me. They think that I'm, I'm talking crap. Uh, they don't like the work, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it's just because of their personal aesthetic taste. They just don't like the way things look. They don't like certain colors for whatever reason. And that's not indicative of how great of a designer you are. That's just indicative of the fact that it's just not to their taste or not to their liking. And they've been unable to make the separation between creating something that they want to see and what they need. Because a lot of design projects are specifically there to make things more accessible, more usable, and to help business owners in particular meet their goals. Or, you know, it could be for a number of reasons, but in hindsight, the majority of projects you might find yourself working on are rooted in commercial reasonings or marketing or some sort of public outreach as a way to connect or communicate a specific message. And if you're required to create something that that communicates or conveys a specific message, but you're not being allowed to actually flesh out what needs to be done, then yeah, I mean, that's just something that that's their ill to take. Especially if you know what you're talking about and you know you and you know that the work you've created has worked. I mean, that's their ill. So, yeah, I just wanted to come on here and say that, you know, like I said, you're not everyone's cup of tea. You're not supposed to be everyone's cup of tea. Just as long as you're out here learning, the learning never stops. You're continuing to experiment. You're continuing to try out new things. You're continuing to try and develop your strategy, solidify your process and really connect with the people you want to connect with specifically. No one can stop you. No one can knock you off that. No one can knock you off unless you allow them to. You know what you're there to do and it's up to them to allow you to do your job or not. And if they don't like what you've done, hey ho, you keep on moving and you don't stop because once you stop, once you tell yourself, okay, do you know what? I'm just going to stop now because they said they don't like my work. You might find it a lot harder to get back into things. I think one of the key things that I've learned over the years is that you can't allow that to stop you in your tracks even just for a moment if you're going to stop in your tracks let it be because you're burnt out or let it be because you're overwhelmed or but when you stop in your tracks and you consider giving up because one or two clients have said they don't like your work you might find it a lot harder to get back into things because you'll you'll fall into that mind space and that mindset and the longer you let it fester is the more it will grow and the harder it will be to shake off. So what was key for me, obviously this isn't going to work for everybody, but what was key for me is to continue and just keep on going in spite of it. Okay, cool. They didn't like it. Why didn't they like it? All right, noted. Let me make a note of that. Let me let me see how I can develop this. Let me see how I can prevent this from happening in future projects. Although 
it could still happen in future projects because rejection happens for a number of reasons. Personal aesthetics, like I was saying before, um, it could be because you're just not the right fit. Your style is just not the right fit like they thought it might be. Or they might be going in a different direction to what they originally intended. No longer need what you're providing. There's a number of reasons. But yeah, I think that separation is key. Just, yeah, just making that separation between who you are as a person and your work, you know. Because if you produce crap work, which we all do on occasion, let's be honest, you can't turn around and say, well, then I'm shit then. No, you're not. You're not not shit. You're not a shit designer. You're not a shit person. You just made shit work. Normal, human. Just move on to the next one. If you need to take a break, if you need to take a break or you need to just um, gather your bearings and um, collate everything just to make sense of stuff, cool. As long as the objective is to get back into that thing with the new information that you've acquired rather than, oh, I, I give up. I'm going to stop because I give up because they said they don't like my work, you know. So, yeah, I just wanted to leave you with that this week. Um, As always, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, I will speak to you same time on Monday. All right. Take care. Bye.